hard to believe it all. I mean, everyone in America has seen Sandlot, except you. Yeah, that's because it sucks. No, did you hear what I said? Everyone in America has seen it but you. That doesn't mean it sucks. Nobody it in America, good. Not everyone in America has seen this movie. It's St. Patrick's Day. Where did green beer come from? We'll talk about that. Virginia politicians, they're freaking out over Trump's budget and how the Republican Party plans on hurting families. Those scumbags. <laughs> scumbags that, all. That's next. Virginia Citizens, American Patriots Radio. This is the founding fathers intended. No, seriously, Thomas Jefferson will be sitting right beside us. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. I was driving in. Yes. It's funny how, you know, it, it's 70 degrees for a while and it drops down in the 50s. People put on sweaters and jackets and everything. Of the and then weather. it goes down in the 30s and it comes back up in the 50s and there they are in T-shirts. It's just kind of, I was driving in, people up and down the highway driving with their windows down. I mean, <laughs> yep, that's true. It's kind of cool. All right, coming up at four o'clock, the uh, the snowflake really interview cool. questions that you need to have. We've got a list of questions you need to ask the snowflakes before you hire them. That's at four o'clock. Five o'clock. We'll talk about schools. Henrico County is having a redistricting issue with their elementary schools. We'll talk about that and the NCAA coming up. But first, how Republicans plan to hurt American families? Republican. That's actually a uh, op-ed in the Washington Post today. Some people say it's because they're breathing. Can you? They exist. This Therefore, is, they hurt American families. This is amazing to me. And I, I love watching the left. Scumbags. The fun part of the left is how they freak out over when the federal government begins to cut back. They cannot fathom it. Dan Rather said people will die with the Trump budget. People will die because of this budget. People will suffer. Diseases will spread and curses and, and cures will not be found. Our nation will be much darker and more dangerous. Really? Or how about this one? Bernie Sanders, the Trump budget's morally obscene. President, budget, President Trump's budget is morally obscene and bad economic policy. It will cause devastating pain to the very people Trump promised to help during the campaign. I don't, I don't see any pain in the budget. I mean, I don't see where it's going to cause any pain. Do you? Do you? Of, I mean, I of see the cuts. Of course not. Going to different federal agencies, and I think they're long overdue. They needed those cuts. It's 1% of the federal budget. It is essentially going back to Barack Obama's budget four years ago. And for that, we have the left freaking out. 454-1366. 454-1366. Is it a crisis to you that perhaps we will not have the Appalachian Regional Commission because that is eliminated with Trump's budget? Now, I was just laying in bed last night thinking, the Appalachian Regional Commission, without that, my family cannot go on. I'm sorry, of all the things that we're cutting, I cannot have that thing cut. The Appalachian Regional Commission. By the way, if someone could even tell me what in the name of Sam Hill they do, that would be helpful. 454-1366. Not concerned about the Appalachian Regional Commission. How about this one? The Chemical Safety Board. Boy, that sounds pretty incredible. But I, I'm just going to go on a, on, a, on a guess here that if that goes away, I move on too. I wonder how many uh, people it employs. And I also wonder what they do. The Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Big Bird went on a fast six days ago. Big Bird refuses to eat. He's fasting because he uh, – is Big Bird a he? I don't know, but – I think Big know, Bird's a he. I don't, a, does Big a, a Bird of, speak? I don't even know if Big Bird He does speak. He does? Yes. Then it, was it a male voice or a female voice? Or do we even it's know that today? To, 
If it's a male voice, somebody has kicked him really hard because it's kind of like a high-pitched voice. Sarah, we need to get the clip of Big Bird speaking somehow, some way. Eventually, maybe next break we can pull that up. I want to hear what Big Bird says about his corporation going away here of public broadcasting. Do you realize it's only like like one percent of the funding of a Big Bird is from the federal government? Why are you why are you leftist concerned about that? And and someone tell me four five four thirteen sixty six why we should be funding Big Bird. I mean, it goes away with Trump. Thank goodness. The Corporation of National Community Service goes away. The National Endowment of the Arts goes away. Now, they'll find other ways to fund their organizations. They'll, they'll find other ways. They'll, they can do, you know, charity functions. They can, they can have a telephone or something. Public broadcasting is not going to go anywhere. They'll just find another way to well, fund it. Well, they already it. get funding from, from, the, from the private sector. They'll Constant, just have to get more. The National Endowment of the Arts, uh, the National Education Association, I'm sorry, the National Endowment of the Arts, which is the same thing, NEA, uh, the chairman, Jane Chu, sent an email out to all her people saying they're disappointed with the budget. I guess they are because they just, going away. Their, <laughs> they just lost their entire budget. Because you're done. They're done. That would be... And if they want to continue, then they can go to private funding. So the National right? Endowment of the Arts is gone. The National Endowment of Humanities is gone. The Neighborhood and Reinvestment Corporation is gone. And I was just thinking of my neighborhood without the Federal Reinvestment Corporation. Where would my neighborhood be? I don't know. Uh, just, Probably down the street a mile a, or two. It's a darn shame. This is again, maybe not. This is so maligned by the left and mocked that Nancy Pelosi approached the closest microphone and said this. This is a budget of the deconstruction of the federal government. They are deconstructing. All right, hang on a second. Do you ever notice how she starts the talk? She has that little scratch. She gets like- flustered. That's you know, she is a former Valley girl and a former, well, I can't say she's a former airhead because she's always been an airhead, you can tell. But It's like she is, pauses in her mid-sentence. She's like, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. It's like she had way too much fun in the 60s and 70s or something. Cause, she's like a record skipping. Yeah, she's kind of like, exactly. Uh, 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 yeah, listen again. This is a budget of the deconstruction of the federal government. That's they are means. deconstructionists. They have said that. I mean, they, they make no bones about that. Okay, Nobody's well, then why are you telling us? If, yeah. if that's the case, that's no bones. we don't need to hear it again. I like that statement. There's no bones about it. Where no bones about from? it. That's so are professional. Are there bones laying around somewhere? So professional. There's no bones about this. They must have been laying around in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> exactly. Or things that look like bones. What do you mean it's deconstruction? It's 1% of the federal government. And deconstruction, they're not anarchists. Republicans don't want to get rid of the federal government. That's ridiculous. No one's saying that. I wonder if they went out into the desert in their early days they and had, lived I, for weeks on end. Stoned off the, uh, their gourd, you know. Right. Just curious because she sounds like it. That's right. There's no bones. They, they make no bones about that. No bones. No they bones have, if that. one thing, listen to what they say. Listen. There is clarity. Crystal. They want to deconstruct. So th- this is all about a, a philosophical distrust of the role of the federal government. Yes, it is. That's exactly, exactly what That's it is. That's how he got elected. It's a philosophical distrust for the federal government. From the Thank people you, of America. It's a philosophical distrust by the voters. See, the, there's, a, there's a history of governments across the planet Earth since its foundation. And it's been negative because governments are destructive. They're destructive to liberty and freedom. So, Nancy, this is the American ideal. The American ideals don't trust government. We set up government not to trust government. There's three branches that separate not to trust government. That is the nature of America, except you leftists 
progressives, you love big government. And you can't fathom the idea that someone wouldn't trust it. You know, with everything that Trump's done so far, the government's still going to be pretty daggone big. It's going to be monstrous. It's still going to be pretty big. He hasn't, he hasn't gone in there and cut it back to 10% of what it once was or 20%. It's still going to be I wish a monstrosity he needs to. for people to deal with. It should. All right, coming up, you find out why the Meals on Wheels is going away. And the left, the CNN people, cannot stand it. That's next. And your phone calls, 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Ten minutes. That's it. Ten minutes and a black Sharpie budget crisis solved. The Lee Brothers, problem solvers on 820 WNTW. So um, you should have asked for help. You know, budget crisis solved, a couple black Sharpies, and off we go. This is a budget of the deconstruction of the federal government. So it's not either. Nancy, you're you're 1% cut in the entire budget, and you're freaking out, you and the lefties. Well, you miss her when she's gone. Uh, Yeah, absolutely miss her because, you know, it's kind of fun to mock and impugn and laugh at. That's that's what they do. I'm curious about Big Bird still. I mean, I didn't know if Big Bird's voice was... Big Bird is a male or female. We were talking about this. We don't know. Quite honestly. This is Big Bird talking, though. Oh, hi. Welcome to Sesame Street. That's not a... That's that's how Big Bird sounds? It's Michael Jackson. (laughs) Radar and I are having a time out. That means we did something we shouldn't have done. We should cut the funding to that. that. Absolutely. Terrible. Give, Give Big Bird a real voice. Your bird is big. It's a big bird. That sounds a like a little bitty bird you can hold in your hand. I'm big. Yeah. Bird. We're supposed to sit here and think about what we did and think about what we should do <laughs> next. That voice? People got to mess with me. Oh, I'll step horrible. on them with my big bird's big feet. That would sound better. But instead, you got that ridiculous. Now feed me. All right, so. And I'll let you live. The, the, the left is upset over this Meals with Wheels, because apparently we're, we're, uh, part of the budget is to get rid of the Meals on Wheels, um, which and, is such uh, a noble cause. I mean, it's noble. Why, why are I they getting rid of that? Nobility. Because it's not a role of federal government. It should go away. Here's Jim Costa from uh, CNN uh, asking the budget, uh, White House budget guy. I forget the guy's name. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. But here's uh, Jim Costa from CNN asking about this budget. Yes, sir. Just to follow up on that, uh, you were talking about the steel worker in Ohio and the coal miner in Pennsylvania and and so on. Uh, But those workers may have an elderly mother who depends on uh, the Meals on Wheels program, who who may have kids in Head Start. And yesterday or the day before, you described this as a hard power budget. But is it also a hard hearted budget? You see, here's the premise. The premise is your heart is big if the federal government does it. So what, what would you say if you're at home on Saturday, you're relaxing, sipping a cold beer, waiting for your wife, as you often tell me, to bring you yet another? <laughs> I don't do that. With the top what, off. The top should doing? be off when you bring it to me. What, are you, what are you doing? I heard him say it a hundred times. No. Anyway, you're sitting at home and the phone rings. And it's for you. Myself. And it's the federal government calling saying, how do you feel about some of your tax dollars? Like, more than likely, it's like point zero 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 seven percent of the tax dollars you pay going to meals on wheels how do you 
How do you feel about that? No, the government shouldn't do that. I want my point zero 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 zero, and I bet it's something ridiculous like that of all the taxpayers going to Meals on Wheels. You would honestly tell them to cut Meals on Wheels out of the taxpayer budget? I don't have a problem with tax dollars I pay going to Meals on Wheels. Really? I don't. So what else, really the don't. what else should the government do? What other little things should um, the government be spending money on? shouldn't do on beer on Wheels. That's what you would want. Beer on wheels. When I run out, I want to pick up the phone. And so the premise, is, the premise is that they can do it better than what locally? Shouldn't it be done no. locally? Shouldn't it be done? They should. Why would the federal that, there government are be- local organizations. The federal government doesn't drive down here from Washington with a van full of sandwiches. You think they send every There's bit of money down there? There's an organization here that goes you, out and feeds and so them. You think the and they get some to- funding from the federal government. This is a great argument. This is fantastic. They should fund them. Until they, they until they get sources elsewhere, if they're going to have to go out and get sources elsewhere. But I don't have a problem with them feeding hungry people. I don't. The federal government should be feeding hungry people. I didn't say they should be. I don't have a problem with them funding Meals on Wheels until Meals on Wheels can get funding elsewhere. Interesting argument to make it between the Lee brothers. Oh, Richard's dead wrong because that's not Scott the role of the government. Scott wants people hungry. No, he wants people yeah, hungry nice. Right now there. you sound like a liberal. If you're hungry, now you sound like a liberal. You want Meals on that's Wheels? That's not my position. Scott will that intercept not my position. and he'll eat your stinking that sandwich. That is not at all. See, you say I'm not compassionate because I don't believe the federal government will do that. You're that's dead wrong. I'm more compassionate than you. I just think it's a better way to do it than the federal government. That's what a load of horse does. I know dung is flowing. Let me tell you what. Lift your feet because it's getting deep. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Should Richard? Are you agree with Richard to fund Meals on Wheels or with Scott Lee that it's not the role of the government? Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW. You may try all you want, but it's too hard to argue with common sense. The Lee Brothers on eight twenty WNTW. He's right as rain, and he don't complain. So let's see, right rhymes with rain, so we use it. That's not that rain is right or wrong, it's just rain. That's the beginning of a new song I'm writing to make fun of Scott. So (laughs) it's just hard sometimes when you are uh, overwhelmed with facts and evidence. How's this? He's right as rain and he doesn't complain. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, he does. That's the beginning. Right. Sure it is. All right, uh, so more uh, more on the budget cuts. We've got more to share with you on this and argue between Richard and I about the Meals on Wheels and the role the government should play in this. And if you know the next line to the song, 454-1366. What's He's right as rain, he don't complain. Wait a minute. Yes, he does. The next like, line. Oh, got that song? Does. You're trying to give us a song. I see. Uh, check us out, 820theanswer.com. rhyme with does. does 820theanswer.com. <laughs> There's uh, The Tax Fail by Rachel Madcow. Or dope. The ta- of that. The Tax Fail by Rachel Madcow <laughs> is, is over at 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Ed Rachel Gillespie, Madcow. Ed Gillespie's new tax plan as he lays it out, 820theanswer.com. Click on the caricature the Lee Brothers takes you there. And why I left the left. This is an amazing video of why somebody who is a leftist Democrat despises the progressive movement it is an unbelievable outstanding video all at 820theanswer.com click on the lee brothers takes you right there yeah all right coming up what's 34 percent or a 31 percent cut to the epa mean we'll get to share that with you and the big cut in the department of labor the department of treasury this is agriculture a budget that all of us should embrace because it is one that expands the cause of freedom Commerce. and liberty. Transportation. Lee interior, Brothers, four five four thirteen sixty six eight twenty WNTW. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers on eight twenty WNTW. It's like it's like we cannot get along today. I don't know what the deal is. We're arguing about everything. Set the stage. Set the stage. Set Set the the stage. stage.
Lee Brothers, live on a Friday, 820 WNTW. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother. Sitting to his left sometimes, as in today, is very far. <laughs> That's perfect. That is way perfect. Far to All right, left. so we've been arguing at the break about this Meals on Wheels. Let me, let me tell you where it came from. Jim Costa from CNN asked the question about Meals on Wheels and how budgets somehow have hearts. By the way, a budget shouldn't have a heart. A budget is Sometimes it should. Never. Here it is. Yes, sir. Mulvaney, just to follow up on that, uh, you were talking about the steel worker in Ohio and the coal miner in Pennsylvania and, and so on, uh, but those workers may have an elderly mother who depends on uh, the Meals on Wheels program, who, who may have kids in Head Start. And yesterday or the day before, you described this as a hard power budget, but is it also a hard-hearted but, See how easy it is, though? I'm hard-hearted, right, Richard, because I don't think the federal government will be in that ball. And that's just wrong. How much money does the federal government give to wheels, Meals on Wheels? Well, I don't know off the top of my head. You don't know off the top of your head, but you're okay with them cutting it? Yes, completely. What if it's gone. only... Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, in it this, doesn't matter. this world, it doesn't if matter you walk around with a million dollars in your pocket, in the eyes of the federal government, that's chump change. So how much chump change so, stuff should we be doing? This little bit here, a little bit there. We should do... It doesn't matter. It's we just should not do the all that we government. can do for Meals on Wheels. Frank and Dinwiddie, you're on 820 yeah. WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. How you doing, sir? Great. How I, are you? Fine. I, I agree with Scott. The government, <laughs> every time they get into anything, they, they mess it up. How well and, do you know Scott? <laughs> are you like his neighbor? Did he give you $5 to make this call? I'm just, no, I'm but, just curious. But uh, I'm I'm 74 years old. I'm still working 30, uh, 25 to 35 hours a week, and I live in the country. Nobody comes out there and brings my wife, who is 71, and myself meals. If you uh, couldn't afford so, it, they would bring them to you. I told you. They, they need to get uh, out of it. They need to get out of it and let, let the, the private sector take care of it. Well, I, I agree the private sector should take care of it, and they will take care of it. But I don't think the federal government should just suck their money away and They're say, you're going to make people go hungry until the private sector takes over. And I have to that's say... Not the God, that's not the job of the government. The government's, federal government's only job is the security of this country. That's the only thing that's in the Constitution. Well, the there, a, are you familiar with Shrek, Frank? I'm just curious. No, no, no. He's not Scott, a is, Scott is a heartless ogre. No, I'm not. Frank, I just want you to say one more I thing hate to one think more time. There's more than one out up. there. Before you hang up, Frank, I want you to say that you agree with Scott for Richard's sake. I re- agree with Scott. I'd, get, <laughs> I'd, I'd tell you what, Frank, I'd get another $5 bill out of the man for that. Thanks for the call, Frank. Yeah, get him to cut your grass I, this weekend. I, and Scott, stop having your neighbor call in. I don't know Frank. Uh, who are you on the phone you, with during the break? I can tell you Let this. me guess. Frank. I can tell you this. I bet Frank, his name's not even Frank. Frank is a great. A great a yeah. constitutional American who understands that there are such things as enumerated powers, and those enumerated powers do not list meals on wheels. As big a heart as you have, Richard, and I've known you for my whole life, uh, your heart is truly huge, and I appreciate that, except it's misplaced in this case. It's not the role of the government to do this. It is the role of state government, maybe, or local governments, or you and me, but the federal government has no business doing this. I'm going to applaud Trump for cutting it. Here's an idea. What about the federal government uh, with these Pell Grants? Same thing. Pell Grants. I I know a lady. I can't say I know this lady personally, but I've met her. It was in a court of law, and we were opposed, and I won. But anyway, (laughs) I met this lady. She had three Pell Grants. And now these are grants she doesn't have to pay back. 
for and, education. And, why is that and guess how many classes she's taken so far? Zip, oh, zilch, none. And she had the fourth Pell Welcome Grant application in. That's Meals on Wheels, dude. No, that's not Meals on Wheels. It is. That's it's Education BS on Wheels. is what that is. That's dino dung, horse manure, that... Should never up. happen. Of course. And that needs to be eliminated. You're not going to feed this group of elderly people over here that are that don't have much income. You're not going to feed them. The, but you're going to give Pell no, Grants Richard, out. that's not this the choice. This lady over here. The, you're missing the, it. Three $5,000 piece Pell Grants never went to a class. That's not the choice. That's not. That's a false choice. You don't have that choice. The choice is the government shouldn't be involved in either one of them. Jim and New Kent, you're on 820 WNTW yeah. Lee Brothers. Good afternoon. How are you this afternoon? I'm we great. How are you? Doing fantastic. Uh, if it's doing any better, I'd be twins. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they, uh, as a civilized society, we have an obligation to help those that cannot take care of themselves. But I'll be daggone if we've got an obligation to take care of those that will not take care of themselves. I, I completely, 100% agree. Well, what does it mean? I, hang on a second, Jim. What's it mean to have an obligation do you mean that the government has an obligation? No, as civilized like people, we should do? take care of our brothers. Neighbors and families and churches. We should take care of our brothers. As, as, as uh, families, uh, charitable organizations, right. we need to take care of those that cannot take care of themselves. Agreed. But nowhere in the Constitution does it provide for them taking my money and giving to somebody else. If I want somebody to, to make a charitable donation, then I'll, I'll give that money out. Even if it's and a if penny. Even if it's a penny, it's not the role of the federal government. Exactly. It, it's, it, it's not in the Constitution. It's not enumerated. And, Article 1, Section 8, uh, it's not enumerated. That old piece of paper? <laughs> <laughs> you know, See, there's a typo now, in that old how, piece of paper. That's how the left thinks, right? There is a typo. There's no, a typo? it's a Declaration of Independence has a no, misspelled word in it. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It, Thanks, it, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, Great call. Yes, it does. 454, 1366. It's got a punctuation error. Yes, it does. 1366. Okay, it might have a pun. So, okay. It might. Who knows? So Maybe here, they here punctuated differently back then. I don't know. I, I but truly, I guarantee you one thing. If there were a if there was a housing community of people who had little or no money, they had very little money to live on, and they, they didn't have enough to get them through the month, back in the day of Thomas Jefferson, the government or the people would have stepped in and made sure those people had had the food. People, the people would have. You're right. They would have had. They would have had food. My, my point All I'm is, saying is, the government it shouldn't take go to Meals on Wheels and say, "Hey, we made a mistake. We've been giving you money. We were stupid." They shouldn't go to them and say, "But we're going to take it back now." Nan and Anna Boo Boo. They should say, "For the next year and a half, two years, we're going to continue to fund you at the level we've been funding you. But at that time, I mean, I mean, it's, it's going to go away, and you need to find outside funds." So you can continue to operate and continue to feed the hungry people. And I don't have a problem with that. Right. And no, people have a pro- people, are people going to go hungry when the government cuts off 100% of the funding to Meals on Wheels? Absolutely. No, they will not. Yes, they will. They will not. That's what I'm telling you. You're going to go down there and feed them? Are you going to feed them? No, you're not. Would I go down there and feed them? Richard. I would go down there and make sandwiches for them. Compassion isn't defined with a federal program. It's just not. I'm not. I'm just saying what's right and what's wrong. These people should not. No, you're not doing that. Nobody in this great nation should be hungry or homeless unless they want to be. And a lot of Unless them want, they want to, to be. be. But, but I'm a telling lot you, of them don't. It's not the role of the federal government a lot to of fix them that. Don't. It's not the role of the federal government to fix that. I agree with you. They shouldn't be. So here's what happened. We had a breakdown of the family, a breakdown of civilization, of churches and communities helping people. And what has happened is this big, nasty, 
federal government stuck its face in the middle of it because politicians said, I can be as compassionate as anybody with someone else's wallet. That is a disaster. It should not be that way. And I think we fixed it. If I found a winning lottery ticket yes. today. What would you do with it? Give it to me? No. Of course not. Not a like nickel it. because not you that. don't need it. I would go to people. <laughs> I would go to Wheels on Wheels and I would take care of their funding. That, I would go that's the, wonderful. I would go, that is how it's supposed to be. I would take an old high school and fix it up where the rooms were apartments for women with children that are homeless. That's the fastest growing segment you, you in would. this country. You would. I would. I, I would take would. the gymnasium I, I and I'd set cots for the homeless. And you know I'd get my vans. Heart too. I'd go around night and pick them up and I'd feed them and I'd put them to work. And you know my heart in too. the offices, making phone calls, finding jobs for these people, Richard, placing them. We know your heart. I get it. A hundred percent of that money. I'd still be Richard. driving my beat up old truck. I wouldn't go out and buy some. So what are you saying? That you've got a bigger heart than me? Oh, that's, that's a given. Oh, but come anyway. on. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Your phone call's next. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers I still love you. You're my brother. But WNTW. You know the deal. The Lee Brothers fighting for liberalism. Oh, fighting liberalism. Sorry, guys. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Virginia citizens, American patriots, Lee Brothers, 454-1366. You left out the little token that I like so much, the only two-headed talk show on the planet Earth. That's coming up. All right, uh, tons of emails already at patriots at theleebrothers.com. Tons of emails there. We'll try to respond as we go throughout the show. And call us this afternoon, 454-1366. We'd love to hear from you. I'd love for someone to call and at least say, I'm... With Richard? Compassionate, and I think the wheels on meals, uh, meals on wheels, wheels on meals, meals on wheels should. Wheels on meals is when you drop your food and back over it. Meals on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what wheels on meals. It's like uh, the two organizations, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers and Damn, Drunks Against Mad Mothers. It's two different completely company uh, organizations. Anyway, Right, I'd like yeah. to hear from someone who thinks we should continue to feed these people. They don't, Richard. Wait a minute. Hey, wait, what do they think? There's an second. obesity stop. problem in the country, stop. so let's not feed them? That is, that is purely wrong way to argue, that we should stop feeding people. No one said that. The role of government is not to feed people. The role of you and me and others is to feed people. The way you the paint government's that sounds not like you're a Democrat. Them. It's not like Trump comes down and... Okay, with, the, with their money then. With their money. There's you know not what the my daughter Miranda and her friends do? No, I don't. They come I don't home. want to know. They'll don't come home. Me. Let me I'm tell you what they do. No, I don't want you to tell me. They'll make two or three <laughs> dozen sandwiches. Yes. And they'll go out no, and they'll go awesome. downtown and they will feed people. That's perfect. That's what they that's do what, that. Because that's the ideal of America. That right there is the ideal of America. They do it all Meals the time. Meals on wheels is not. In fact, I go to make a sandwich. There's nothing left. <laughs> That's right. But I'm okay with that because right, I so know where the food went. This budget is so bad that all of our local politicians have run to the closest microphone and said so. They use words like draconian and social Darwinianism. Draconian. Isn't that a vampire term? I think it is. I Donald McEachin, so who's the new congressman from the 4th District, said, This administration does not care about hardworking families. They're vampires, and they want to suck your blood. Jill and Vaughn Air, you're on 820 WNTW, The Answer with the Lee Brothers. Good afternoon, and welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. Hey. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I, I am for the continuation of Thank the you. Meals on Wheels. Um, my my mother had for the last year of her life, and they, they are wonderful people. They are. Not to say that, you know, it couldn't be done through churches. Most of them are church groups who actually deliver, and we were greatly appreciative of everything they did. But my principle is that I think 
that our country, whether no matter what level it's on, the private sector, all the way up to the federal government, should think of the citizen first. And this budget, whatever it is, and I don't know what it is, um, for Meals on Wheels from the federal government has to be a tiny, tiny amount of the budget. So whatever that is, take that amount and take it off foreign aid. Or, or something like that. Amen. But, you are an honorary Lee sister. Well, you're you're awesome, Jill. You really yeah, are. Because she agrees with you. So here, she's not. She's an amazing lady. Here, unlike you. I understand. Jill, thank you so much for the call. Great point. You're I would awesome, only say Jill. This. Thank you so much. I would only say okay. this: that the way to determine what we do at the federal level should not be based upon any kind of emotion or hungry charity. People. Any of those hungry things. Americans. What we do at the federal level should be what hungry, is enumerated in the Constitution. If it's not enumerated, it's not there, it's not the role of the federal government. Now, what Jill should do and what you should do is go to Richmond, go to the capital of the Commonwealth, and lobby for that case to be made at the state level, not federal. Hungry, elderly is there, Americans. Is there a New song somewhere that shows that I'm hungry, that. I'm just hungry, hungry Americans. Four, five, Scott four, doesn't want to feed them. 1366. 454. 1366. Richmond's beacon of truth in the land of the free and the home of the brave. This is the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Joe in Midlothian, you're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Yeah, I was just, I was just listening to your conversation regarding the, the Meals on Wheels and the budget, and my, uh, my take on it is this. Uh, two things. One, it is in the Constitution uh, under the General Welfare Clause. Oh, my gosh. Are you Let him talk, Scott. But let, ahead, me, let me finish. You're truly but great American. As a, as a taxpayer, and I run a business, so I pay plenty of taxes, my uh, criteria is what am I getting as a return on my investment? Compare the amount of money you spend feeding old shut-ins so they don't starve to death in their own apartments compared to 300 million bucks a copy for an F-35 jet. Which one's doing me more good? Wow. You're going to answer that? So much, uh, for a minute they there. So much, they for... throw so much money. They throw so much money at the military. They don't. They can't spend it fast enough. They can't keep track of it. That's so... not a good return on my investment. I. But the. But you think we should be feeding the shut-ins, the the older folks who can't afford to feed themselves? <laughs> yes. We should be taking care of. We do that. We just Our don't folks. need it at the federal level. Joe, thanks think, for the call. I but I would say can, this. Joe, I if think you can judge a country based on how it treats oh, the people uh, who are least go. able By the to federal take care government. of themselves. That's not charity. Hey, man, you're a truly great no, American, not. He's Joe. Completely wrong. Thank you so no, much I'm for not. the call. Yeah, you are. No, thanks I'm for not. the call, Joe. Right. You are dead on right, Joe. Dead he, on right. He, he's dead wrong. Truly great Richard, American. Richard, do you know anything about the welfare clause and how it's even read in the Constitution? I don't make care it how it's read. I don't just make care. it up from this force. I don't care what it says. I don't care how it's just read. Just make There's it up right. as we go then. There's wrong. Who we cares? need to feed these want. people and take care of them. Just do what you want. And you want them to be hungry tonight. You'll be happy if they're hungry tonight. You'll sit at home, watch a video of that jet, and let them be hungry tonight. You suck. It's going to be tough. You thought that hour was crazy. Wait till you hear this one. If you get a, if you elect a Republican governor this year, a tax cut is planned. That's good news. New interview questions for snowflakes. You gotta you gotta ask these questions before you hire them. That's up coming up. And the EPA, the cuts caused the left to get heated. No pun intended. That's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. The only 
two-headed talk show in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. My name is Scott Lee. Hi, Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. Drove in with the windows down, 54 degrees. I loved it. And we're going to have some nice weather over the weekend. Let's have some fun this hour. 454-1366. Call in. We'd like to hear from you. Comment on these topics or anything you want to talk about. All right. Talk about what a great American that uh, uh, Joe is who called in and is in favor of feeding hungry people. And I like how you and, frame uh, that. You, you frame it in such a way that you sound like a Democrat, you know, that I'm against it, so I don't like feeding people. I don't, it's just I don't say that I'm a Democrat or a Republican or a conservative. Or, I don't say that I'm any of those things. I, I, I say that I look at things Can and I, I make a judgment call on whether it's Aren't right or wrong, and that's who I am. Aren't you above it all? Aren't you like, oh, Richard's just above the whole thing. He looks down. He's bad. You label He's people. Bad. You know, I He's got a bad. label for you. You want He's my label bad. for you? I'll give you a label. All right. Coming yeah, give up me at, a label. Coming up at 5 o'clock. Schools. But, but, but prepare to block. Henrico schools have an issue with redistricting out of the elementary school. We'll talk about that. Chesterfield doesn't want trailers in their schools. That's all at 5 o'clock. And, of course, uh, the NCAA tournament. And why it's not what you think it is, all at 5 o'clock with the Lee Brothers. 454-1366 up and running. The EPA is being cut by 31%. And I, for one, applaud it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad of it, too. You know, people forget things. Do you remember not too long ago all the parties that they, they had parties that cost, like parties that cost in the millions of dollars. These wild parties, they'd fly people out of town, put them in five-star hotels, so a government service feed them the, you know, GSA, caviar right. and lobster and steak. Well, they work hard. And, and that was that was the EPA wasting your tax dollars. He wants to cut it back. And the bottom line is every state in the United States has their own form of an environmental exactly protection right. program. The one here in Virginia I, I like because they drive these big nasty polluting <laughs> suvs not kidding yeah, they, awesome. they do they have environmental police driving these big nasty suvs i see them stop to the store going and said man ask your question sure far away oh. why didn't you leave your engine running i love mine running i mean so you're the, driving that tank and you're you're pumping pollution the premise, into the air the premise your, is your footprint's huge uh, just saying the premise is the environmental protection agency is protecting the environment these and that, no, no, listen. This is this is how this perceived. That if you cut anything out of the EPA, that you are going to kill people. And right now, the left is horse going down. crazy. By the way, the EPA is the same one who turned that river in in Colorado bright red. These people are 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 unbelievable, out of control, and they, you know, I shouldn't say the word again, but they suck. I mean, I know somebody. <laughs> I know somebody years back. He took his life savings and he opened a hardware store. EPA guy comes in, and this was back during the time when they outlawed this uh, Freon crap. Right. He had one little can of Freon sitting there. He didn't get the memo. And this guy comes up and says, hey, I want to buy this. It's your last can. And he said, wait a minute. I heard something about that. I might not be able to sell that. And the guy says, well, come on, man. I won't tell anybody. I sell it to him. I need it from a car. Let me have it. He goes, man, I better, I better do some checking. Let me hold it. You live nearby? Yeah, I'm not far from I'll hold it. Let me give me a week or two to check on it. The guy comes back two weeks later and he says, Hey man, you ready to sell me that Freon? He goes, Man, I am so sorry. It's one little tiny can of Freon. He says, I am so sorry. I completely forgot to check it out. He says, Man, I really need it this weekend. Please sell it to me. I won't say anything. And it's one little can of Freon. He says, All right, all right, I'll sell it to you. Right or wrong, he sold him that little can of Freon and he, he lost right. his entire that was an EPA life guy. savings. 
He lost his yep. his store. He lost everything because and moved away from Virginia because this EPA puke dirt bag yeah, piece just... of crap guy who sucks. Right. Burn oh. him. So know, the at... guy went down the street to another friend of mine's shop that happens to have a little automotive shop and tried to get him to put it in his car. He'd have shut him down too. He would have shut him down too. And that's a true story. So and I've got another nasty EPA story I won't share with you, but they suck. So the EPA is being cut 31%, which caused a rally in D.C. this week. Here's part of the rally and the people at the rally bragging about the EPA. I'm, I'm going to talk to you more about some of the things that are not said about EPA. They don't let you know that EPA is made up of American citizens just like the everyday people that walk up and down the street. We're not somebody that should be vilified. Yeah, These are, are people that yeah, have dedicated their lives to service no, and not. keeping the air Quit. clean, not just for you. Just stop. Sir, you're just full stop of crap. with that kind you're full of, of crap. ridiculousness. You sit around the office and you don't give a, a rip about, about whether or not the clean air. Exactly If right. something smells funky, you might step a few feet away from it until it passes. <laughs> don't give us you, this. You're full of crap, sir. And the people at the EPA, a lot of them suck. They the, just they they, are on a mission to destroy companies they got a government job and and they don't want to lose it and you're exactly right you're exactly right keeping the air clean not just for epa employees but for all americans how many parties you've been to there it's not a want this is something america needs america needs a strong epa because i guarantee you i grew up in the city of detroit oh Oh, wow you grew up in the city of detroit that's why we need a strong epa you need to go work somewhere else, this, pal. This, by the way, was a rally up in D.C. Don Beyer, Congressman Beyer from the Commonwealth of Virginia, spoke there also. Here's what he said. Please give it up for Congressman Don Beyer from the great state of Virginia. Congressman Beyer. All right, hang on a second. First, you're wrong. Give it up. I hate when people say that. Give it give up. Give it up them. now. And here's the other thing. Here's another We're idea. Not a give state. up your job, you scumbag. The person that did the introduction said, the state of Virginia? That's wrong. We aren't a state. We're a commonwealth. The Virginia, Congressman Byer. I want to buy a correction. Thank you. Thank you. Nope. Trump Hotel. Would you move it from the Marriott Hotel over here? <laughs> it's Look, so funny, I, I grew Don. up here. My kids, my grandkids are fifth generation Washingtonians. So? And I can remember as a kid, we weren't allowed to put our hand in the Potomac River because it was so poisonous. There's an article in the Post a couple weeks ago. The cancers in America of almost every kind are way, way down. And they don't know why. I'll tell you why. It's the EPA. What? It's not Are the you EPA. It's the, the drug companies and the amazing doctors we have in this country and the incredible health care you can get here. It's The EPA had nothing to do with that. Your parties, your million-dollar parties, didn't do a stinking thing to cure cancer or reduce cancer. You're, you're an idiot for saying that. And anyone that heard that and it bobbleheaded you, they're idiots, too. So it's interesting how if you can paint the EPA as stopping cancer, then you can't cut it. <laughs> I mean, that's the argument from the left. Cancer's coming back because we cut the budget to the EPA. He continues. You can do away with the EPA. If we have done something. You know, it's remarkable that it's Republicans now, and I don't want to be partisan, but they're trying to destroy the EPA and our federal government. No. Wait, wait a second. Hang We're on. trying to cut destroy the party industry that's been... F- Get, that's been hosting all these parties for the EPA and the millions of dollars you guys are flushing down the toilet. They're not trying to destroy the federal government. Again, the Democrats paint this as an attack on the federal government. Federal government must exist. It just must be as it was laid out in the Constitution enumerated. The federal and the, government and the, and is and walking The Environmental backwards. Protection Agency has no business being no. 
at the federal level. The amount of money the government spends, we're walking backwards. We're building a deficit, trillions of dollars. Cuts have to be made. That's why this gentleman is the president of the United States. People were tired of the crap, and it would just been more of the same with Hillary I and think, Bill. I think what's interesting is this represents a 1% cut in the budget essentially a budget that was four years ago by Obama, and we have complete chaos. We can't cut the government without protests. All right, more of the protests I'll share with you, more of those clips. We get to argue. Actually, it's nice to have Richard back on my side on this. But we have uh, interviews, questions that you should ask of snowflakes before you hire them. That's coming up. 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Scott and Richard Lee. The yin and yang of talk radio, the Lee Brothers, on 820 WNTW. The EPA is an organized crime family. <laughs> you know what? It they is. are. The They're... leader of the EPA is, what do they call it, the Dom? So here's the deal. They're our, crooks. Emails, our emails have lit up. My here. Opinion. We, got, we got people emailing us a story after story about how the EPA is well, I could tell you something. destroying they businesses, destroying communities. Uh, limiting growth. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And so the left doesn't see this because the left doesn't care about that. What the left cares about is what they're fake caring about the planet. After what they did to the hardware store owner and and what they did to a a relative of mine that's near and dear to me, after what they did to these people, if if Donald Trump walked down there and hit with a locksmith and changed the locks and told them all to come home and we'll call you if we need you back, I would be ecstatic. I would applaud. I would be the happiest man on earth. Not everybody's happy about it. Here's a rally in Washington, D.C. this week. Here's how it started out. I need everybody to repeat after me. Oh, my God. I need everybody to repeat after me. Listen to this. When I say, what do we want, we're going to say clean air, all right? What do we want? Clean air. When do we want it? Now. What do we want? Clean air. When do we want it? Now. Yeah, the first time he said, when do we want it? First time he said it. He said, what do we want? And they all said clean air because he explained that to these people. But when he said, when do we want it? It was much quieter because a lot of them had no idea what to say. (laughs) That's the level of the people at at this rally. Listen to me, all right? All right. Top of your voice. Everybody repeat after me. All right. Uh, I I don't know what you've been told. Why is the left so good at chance? Why why are they so good at this stuff? I mean, this this is what they do. They're incredible. This guy's probably got his pants down around his butt with his underwear hanging out. Maybe. I. But. Repeat after me, I. Here's a, Everybody pull their pants here, down below the butt. Here's another clip to, to tell us that the EPA, without the EPA, it hurts the poor, minorities, and women worse than anyone. That is not My true. My name is Jason Walsh with Green for All. We are privileged for all. to organize this rally today with our brothers and sisters from AFTE, from NTU, from Sierra Club, from all the organizations represented. I can't believe I missed that. The crowd. states can take care of their own, the Department of Environmental Quality. I think that's what it's called here, the DEQ. Yes. Here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, can, it takes care of their own. They don't need an EPA. The United States of America does not need an EPA. And all of those dirtbags that have been enjoying for years, years and years. And they caught these people during and the Obama administration. The How many did they fire? None. Richard, you got to understand, the left thinks this is how they get clean air and clean water. By spending millions on parties? Yes. These lavish parties and five-star hotels? The rally continued. And we are here to be very clear that these rules, these orders, are not policy abstractions. They are not legalistic abstractions. Is that a word? They affect people around this country. No, they don't. 
none more so than the people who live at the front lines of pollution Who's that? and climate change. Listen who they are. Who are disproportionately low income. Yes. Disproportionately oh. people of color. Yes. Disproportionately working people. Yes. Disproportionately children and the elderly. Yes. 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 This so the low income is an issue of illness or health for these people. This is an issue of life or death. Wow. That's complete crap. You know what's funny And the that? people that are listening to this are not the brightest bulbs in the lamp. So he, what he's basically saying, elderly people with no money, people of color with women and children, they're going to push them down near, I guess, near the ocean where the sea levels are rising. Only where pollution exists. They're going to make them live in factories where they're pumping crap out of the <laughs> p- pipes at night. Just for fun, they take all the filters off the pipes, and they route it back down in the building so the people have to breathe it. They come walking out coughing with black smoke coming out of their mouth. It's just so hilarious how the left paints this. That's so much crap. It's not true. None of it's true. Pollution hurts women and children worse than anyone else. And the EPA, by cutting the EPA, you're hurting women. You're hurting minorities. You're hurt. It, it is such a lie. It's just, it's hilarious how these people. It's think. all a bunch of crap. All right, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Truth, justice, and the American way. And that's just Richard, the Lee Brothers, on 820 WNTW. All right, so uh, more from this uh, stupid rally at the uh, for the EPA in D.C. I'm here from Oakland, California, raised in an EJ community my whole life, and I'm here on behalf of Green for All because I want to say what the EPA is doing needs to be defended, and we need to continue to fight across this country. Woo! I am here because I'm the mother of four-year-old twins, and I live in a community where they're projected to live 12 years less because of the pollution in our community. Here's what? an idea. Move. What in the yeah, world? Move. Are you're, you you're, you're abusing your children by staying there, you nut job. Move. Uh, it's not, it's, first of all, she's so she's full, full of crap. crap. But if that accurate. were true, what would any mother of two four-year-old twins do if somebody came to him and said, by the way, yeah. Your kids are going to die 12 years sooner. How do they know that? Do they have... And the EPA is going to fix it? They, have, they must have psychics sitting around saying, how much faster are these people going to die? All right, check us Move. out. 820theanswer.com has three great videos. The tax fail by Rachel Madcow, Ed Gillespie's tax plan, and why I left the left. It's a liberal talking about why he left the progressive movement. Phenomenal. 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you directly there. I All bet right. he wants to feed hungry people. Though. Coming up, interview questions you need to ask the Snowflake employee before you hire them. And your phone calls. 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers. 820 WNTW. The Lee Brothers. Intelligent, informed conversation with an occasional mispronounced word. 820 on 820 WNTW. It's Friday. You're driving home. The Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Be careful out there. There are a lot of accidents. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother. Sitting, sitting to my his left. left. Sometimes, sometimes it's my far, far left. left. Sometimes is, I need to be on the left. Is Richard Lee. Yes. No, you never, ever I'm usually right here, right in the middle. 
Uh, no, you're not. Looking on both the sides stupidity. of the fence. Yeah, that's more like it right Yeah, there. I'm looking for the, the side that displays the stupidity so I know which side to step on. No. Because sometimes it's on the hatred. right, sometimes it's on the left. No, it's not. And sometimes it's actually in the middle. All right, so we've, we've come to experience a new phenomenon. Phenomenon. It, it's called snowflakes. You ever seen that movie, Phenomenon? And by the way, we need your help with this. 454-1366. 454-1366. How do you interview a snowflake? I mean, if you run a business, you don't want snowflakes working for you. These people have the view they're entitled to things. They really, uh, any kind of confrontation, they curl up in the fetal position and cry like a baby. They're, they're wimps. Very negative behind the scenes. They are negative. They, they, they don't have anything you positive. You want negative people in your company. Right. Period. So the CEO of Silent Partner Marketing has a new snowflake test that he uses to weed through the employment applications for these leftist, malcontent, panty-waist snowflakes. Tell me what you really think. And by the way, we know who these snowflakes are, right? Yeah, they're, well, they're easy to spot. Rusty and Prince George, you're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Pastor Richard, Pastor Scott, how are you? Hey, Rusty, how are you? Preachers of the truth. Is this Rusty Lee, the honorary Lee brother? Because if it's not, yes, you it will is. be shortly. It yeah, I thought it was. It I thought it was is. you. Yes, it was. Outstanding. They're all, your stickers are all over my dump truck. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> dump truck. Hey, guys, I got a question for you. If the Democrats, in their infinite wisdom, cared so much about the environment, why did, uh, I want to say something else, but I can't. Why did President Obama spend $110 million taking vacations, flying around on our money, and he's a jet polluting the atmosphere? You know why, Rusty? Because he could, and nobody was going to hold him accountable. Nobody, yeah, nobody exactly. pointed it out. There's another answer to that. I mean, he, you he, know, he, this is why. This is why I'm going to say it again. I told you guys before why the Democrats. National motto is the jackass. Yeah, you know he brought a whole new meaning to the to the term paid vacation, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Nice, huh? Thanks, Rusty, for the great, call. Great I call. Mean, great. That's a great question. Well, it's obvious they don't care about the environment. It's all talk. It's a means to get more government. The reason they like the EPA, the reason they like the global warming movement, is it's a way to implement. Liberalism. It's a way to implement more government uh, intrusion into our lives. And they can do that because they appeal to the bleeding heart of so many people that the planet's important. Uh, but then they act like it's not in the way they live their normal lives. But that's just, you see, the peasants and the serfs need to obey those kind of things. The kings right. and queens. Not the kings and queens. Yeah. Al Gore, prime example. Exactly. You know, raising Cain about the carbon footprint, and then they look at the carbon pr- footprint of his house, and it's bigger than the entire town that he's, his right. house is adjoined to. Right. No his question. one house is a bigger carbon footprint than everybody else combined. So the point is, really, is you Hypocrite. don't want people who think this way working for you. Because they're going to be, you know, what are they thinking all the time? If you hired a snowflake, an EPA snowflake, somebody who thinks the EPA is great, in fact, that could be one of the questions you ask, then you're going to have somebody who is constantly trying to undermine your company. And this is how the left thinks. Behind so, your back. They damage, They will damage your business. They will damage the mindset. I mean, that crap is contagious. They can take a perfectly mentally healthy, very positive person, and they can bring them down to their level 
just by befriending them, pretending to be their buddy, and then starting that negative crap talk behind the scenes. If you own a company, you catch some employees having these kind of conversations, the best way to deal with that is to fire them on the spot, first offense, get rid of them, adios, and make sure everybody else knows you don't tolerate that. So let's go some of the, through some of these questions. Kyle Rees is the CEO of Silent Partner Marketing. came up with these questions. He said, quote, I'm looking for people who are not entitled, who don't have the sense that they should just be handed things, but people who have that entrepreneurial mindset, who are willing to think outside the box and willing to work for everything they have. So he came up with a series of questions. Now, if you can imagine sitting in front of the proverbial leftist snowflake in an interview, you can begin to see maybe some of the questions might be like, what does America mean to you? And then you get the proverbial, it doesn't mean anything to me. It's just another country or whatever they want to say. I don't know what a snowflake would say. Thank you. We'll call you. We'll call you. Don't call us. Um, How about this question? What does privilege mean to you? Now, see, these are the questions you want to get to the core of what a snowflake is. Keep a a dictionary on hand. Right. You're going to have things that come up. Some people are going to say, uh, can I have a moment? This is one of my and, favorite. Uh, I leave that book. This is one of my favorite questions. <laughs> Here's the question. When was the last time you cried and why? <laughs> Three minutes ago because I was in the waiting room. Scared to death to come in here. Now, that's when you say, okay, appreciate your time. When is the last time you cried? That's fantastic. Actually, if you think about. What the hell kind of question is that? It's one to find out what the snowflake is a snowflake. How about this one? How do you feel about the police? Ooh, there we know. Then yeah. you can figure it out real quick. How do you feel about guns? Now, if you were to work in this studio, I would think that'd be one of the questions you have to ask someone who's going to work with us. What do you think about these <laughs> Lives you know? Matter organizations? Be it white lives, black lives? No. Green lives, blue lives. What do you think about these? Those are great questions for snowflakes. These lives matter organizations. How you feel about guns in the workplace would be a question we'd have to ask here in the studio. Is the planet at risk from humans is a question I would ask a snowflake. How do you feel about guns here in the studio? And uh, here's here's the right answer. Let me show you mine. Right. I feel great about it. In fact, here's mine. I Um, carry a Smith & Wesson 44 caliber auto mag. Does it... I have a choice. Here's one of the questions I think you could ask is, there are two restrooms, one being male and one being female. Which one do you use? The one that's not occupied. That would be my answer. (laughs) That's not the answer. Usually, if I got to go, I got to go. I got to go right right. now. So I use the one that's not occupied. Um, Just saying. I'd want to know that question. Oh, I just let the cat out of the bag. Does it matter what you... I'm not the one stealing the toilet paper. That's not me. Is that does it matter what you think you are or what you really are? These are just questions you can ask in the interview of the snowflakes. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Perhaps you have some. Um, how about um, if you support Trump? Does that make you a racist? How about just simple questions? Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> okay, you want regular interview questions? That's a ridiculous question. It's a question you have to see. We got to get better at this as employers and people who are in the the world of the free market, of what we try to claim as the free market with more of government input. Uh, you're going to have people at work for you who aren't snowflakes, and you need a snowflake test. And so this test put by the CEO of Silent Partner Marketing is 
is actually brilliant. You begin to see who these people are because let's just be honest with you, with each other. If you have a worldview that says, I'm not entitled to anything, work hard is important, uh, I want to I want to uh, work hard for my income, and I want to be paid, compensated for my hard work and effort. If you have someone with that kind of work ethic, or you have someone who thinks the other way, I'm entitled to what government gives me. I'm entitled to someone being taxed more to give me this. I don't like rich people. The employer is the problem. I hate insurance companies, and never a fear of government, but fear of people who have succeeded. You have a bad employee. Ask them things like, how did it go at your last job? Right. Did you have problems there? Were there people there that really annoyed you and right, bothered right. you? And how Was your supervisor a complete turd? I mean, were there good people? Right. Or These are good questions. Do you think the elderly people living at the end of your street should be fed tonight? <laughs> nice. That's just another question That's I throw question. out there. Well, how about this question? Define rich for me. It's interesting how many people define rich based upon their own experiences, obviously. But then ask them, how much should they be taxed? Is 40% of their income enough? You begin to see a real glance into these people's worldview and whether you want them working for your company. And pretty soon the government's going to eliminate the whole idea of being able to ask questions in an interview. They're going to require you to hire the first person that comes in like they've done in now uh, Seattle. Seattle now says that you must, it's called the first-in-time rule or, or law. It says that if you're a landlord, the first person to come to you who wants that room, you must give it to them. No matter what. So it could be, you know, a gang of, uh, of thugs that come in and go, I want that room. And you have to, and now in Seattle, you must give it to them instead of waiting for what you think is the best fit. Now, you can imagine if you have a room available over the garage in your house, you got kids in your house. You're gonna. It's stupid. You're gonna. You're gonna hire, or you're gonna give the the uh, the uh, room to people you think is a good fit. Not in Seattle. The government will make that decision for you. This is the left out of control. All right, coming up, the new tax plan by two Republican governors. We'll share that with you and your phone calls. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW. Traffic and weather together at 15 and 45 after the hour. Here's your 820 WNTW traffic report. Brought to you this hour by the good folks at Haley Buick GMC on Midlothian Turnpike. Get by there this weekend. Test drive one of their beautiful Buicks. They're awesome GMCs. Tell them the Lee brothers said hello. And say hi to Barry Moore for us. He's a truly great American. And you will like him a lot. We have an accident at Spring Street and Pine Street. Virginia Center Parkway, Brook Road. 10,000 block of Woodman Road, Carnation at Belothian Turnpike, Hall Street at Commerce, Williamsburg Road at NW Salvage, and a 3,000 block of Polo Parkway. Now here's your 820 WNTW weekend forecast. This afternoon, mostly cloudy skies with highs in the mid-50s. Tonight, cloudy skies with lows in the mid-30s. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies with warm temperatures in the mid-60s. Sunday, rain returns with highs in the mid-50s. Monday, beautiful day. Highs in the upper 60s. Currently, it's 54 degrees in Glen Allen. 54 degrees at 820. WNTW, the answer. The news as it should be. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. 454-1366. 454-1366. I've never met a tax cut that I didn't like. Ever. I mean, you want to cut my taxes? I will applaud it. You want to make cut my taxes and then decrease? If it does, it, may, it doesn't all the time. 
decrease revenue to the government, fine. I don't care. Government can be smaller as long as I get to keep my hard-earned money. It's called freedom. The idea that we would tax income, to me, is immoral anyway. It's my property. You shouldn't be taxing it. And uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we have a governor's race this year. And Republican Ed Gillespie and Republican Corey Stewart are both rolling out their tax plan this week. Either one of them would be great governors. Right. I think. I think they would be, too. Ed Gillespie is um, really great American. calling for an across-the-board cut, a 10% cut in the individual tax rate phased in over three years. If, if, there's an if in this statement, if the state brings in enough new revenue to pay for it. Now, that's where he lost me. Because you don't have to pay for tax cuts. You don't. Letting the America, the people of Virginia keep their hard-earned money is not a reason to pay for it. Let Trump come down here and cut the budget. So saying. what uh, Ed Gillespie is saying Let is... Let us do it. Give this, us the Sharpies, man. We'll do it. Ed Gillespie is saying, look, the state needs to bring in enough money so I can give you some money back. I mean, that's really the case. It we would, we it would know equal- Ed Gillespie. We should contact him and tell him we want to help and uh, put us on a budget committee. And pay All us. we need is a couple packages of Sharpies and... Pizza. An, pizza. Uh, unlimited supply of pizza, depending on how long it takes. It won't take long. We're not going to, like, eat you out of house and home much. But anyway, we would help him tremendously. Ed Gillespie says that this would be a savings to the American family, the average family, of a four, almost $1,300 per year. The tax cuts would be based on revenue triggers. In other words, it would work only if there was enough revenue. Here is his uh, recent um, YouTube at promoting it. Virginia's individual income tax rates have never been lowered, and this outdated tax system is holding our economy back. Virginia's tax climate ranking fell to 33rd in 2017, falling behind neighboring states like North Carolina, Tennessee, and West Virginia. Ed Gillespie has a tax cut plan that will leave more money in the pockets of hard-working Virginia families, I like that. help small businesses create jobs, and kickstart our economy. Ed's plan will cut income taxes for all Virginians by 10% over a three-year period. For the average family of four, this will mean $1,285 more in your pocket each year. Economists predict this plan will lead to more than 50,000 new full-time private sector jobs and more than $300 million in new investment. Most importantly, Ed's plan is responsibly phased in over time and funded to make sure Virginia can keep its commitments to education, health care, transportation, anyway. and public you safety. You could do that anyway. You Just eliminate all or... the, the crappy BS spending. Right. Eliminate all the stupid, ridiculous spending they don't need to do. Bring so, the budget down smaller. I mean, that budget has gone up so much each year, it's incredible. So Corey Stewart has another idea. He's, he's got a plan. He says in one year. My tax plan will reduce the tax burden on working Virginians by 17%. I will phase out Virginia's income tax over the next several years. Gone. Income tax would be gone, according Better to Corey Better do Stewart. it in four years because once you're gone, if someone else takes the For, lead, it's kind of like uh, Jim Gilmore's car tax. You know, that... He's got to do it. It's right. still, that's still there at some level, but that was a phenomenal, brilliant idea. 
So Corey Stewart says this, Virginia has to compete with our neighbors, so we will entirely eliminate the income tax in year one for the four localities on the border with Tennessee, Lee, Scott, and Washington counties, and the city of Bristol. Immediately. Can you imagine that? I'm moving over to, uh, by the way, Scott County, or yeah, Lee County, I'll by move the way. to Lee County. You live yeah. in Scott. Yeah, that way we won't pay any income That'd tax. That'd be a feuding of the... Yeah. Scott Lee and Richard Lee moved to Scott County and Lee County. Is that a good plan? Right on the border. Do you like that idea? Listen, vote Republican this year. You'll get one of them. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. The Lee Brothers. Virginia citizens. American patriots. On 820 WNTW. A green beer? Some people that I have you drinking green beer. And for the life of me, I don't know why that's critical. Did they put, uh, they just food, put coloring. food coloring in it to turn it? I guess it. so. And, and why? I think I'd rather have a blue beer. Uh, I've got to choose would, the color of my beer? That would be like Romulan Ale. I'd rather have Romulan Ale than St. Patrick's Green Beer. I mean, I'd and rather I'm sure St. Patrick never once uh, in his life, life drank a green beer. Well, we're going to tell you the real story of St. Patrick coming up in the program and, uh, and where the green beer came from and when. It wasn't his invention, just saying. All right, also coming up, <laughs> it wasn't. Also coming up, the um, Virginia's most popular food. You won't believe what it is. Yeah, I don't uh, know where I, this I, came from. This cannot be accurate. This cannot be, and we'll share that with you. First, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Three great videos there. The tax fail, the the Trump tax fail by Rachel Madcow is there. Ed Gillespie's tax psycho. plan. Woman's a nut. Well, that's true. The uh, Ed Gillespie tax plan is at 820theanswer.com. You click on the caricature. Of the Lee brothers, the one that says Scott and Richard on it, you can guess which one is which. Well, you don't they have didn't to. fire Mad Cow when they fired Keith Oberman. Keith Oberman reported a bunch of garbage that was untrue, and they let him go. And he, Mad Cow lied. Done the same and thing. Mad Cow has done exactly the same thing, but she must have something on him. I don't know. By the way, that fail, that tax fail, is laid out perfectly at 820theanswer.com. And why I left the left, a liberal progressive explains why the left is way gone. That. All at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you right there. All right, right. Your phone call's coming up. 454-1366. 454-1366. We are the only two-headed talk show in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Approaching 5 o'clock. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Drive safe out there. The NCAA tournament proves one thing. You haven't watched a single basketball game the entire year until now. Virginia, the most popular food is? We'll share that with you. And Henrico and Chesterfield have overcrowding issues. That is next. Hi, it's Scott Lee on, this, on the uh, 820 WNTW. Virginia Citizens and American Pages Radio is the Founding Fathers intended. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us, and uh, if you're going out to have a few green beers tonight, be careful. Don't drink and drive. Call your favorite Uber guy and let him carry you Exactly. Well, that's what Uber and was invented no for. no need to drink and drive when Uber is alive and well out there. You know, St. Patrick's Day did not come up with the green beer. That was a 20th century introduction, of course. 
people. Yeah, people were tired. They were bored with celebrating, and they said, "We got to, we, we got, we got to change this up. We got to change it." So you let's know, just make our cook beer hot green. dogs, hamburgers, and drink some beer. Maybe some green beer since it's an Irish, Irish holiday. Actually, he was English. He was English, but he was, in fact, the patron patron saint of Ireland. He was a bishop and a missionary to Ireland from England. A Christian missionary who began to try to convert. Uh, right. those to Christ and um, a truly great Irish <laughs> man. That's, right. That's hilarious. So now you have green beer. Chicago, of course, famously dies the Chicago River Green. They at least they try to, or is that an environmental issue? The tradition of drinking green beer developed in the late 20th century uh, when Ireland repealed a law that initially kept everything, pubs included, shut down for the day. You can't do that in Ireland. You, no, you, you can't it. shut you down all no, the pubs in Ireland. The There's pubs. no way. That's not possible. Crazy. Crazy. You can't shut them down anywhere. I mean, you got. I just love how St. Patrick's Day has come a time to run to the bars and, and drink large amounts of adult beverages yeah. that are green with no reason to uh, to try to, uh, you know, come up with anything else. Just green beer. Let's I go love, tonight. I love the Irish people, the way they look at things, the way they celebrate things, right. well, the way are? they live their lives. I met a guy from the way they from, talk. Uh, from Dublin, he said that uh, the street he lived on, everybody had painted their front doors different colors because everybody on that street pretty much went to their pub of choice for the night. And when they left, they were all having trouble figuring out which one was theirs. They were going in oh, the wrong houses. On. They were. Right, he, true story. True Phenomenal. story. All right. So Henrico and Chesterfield County, they're worried about overcrowding. Chesterfield's upset that they got trailers. Henrico is upset they have an elementary school that has to be redistricted. And... <clears throat> It, they have to redistrict and redraw the lines because of overcrowding. For some reason, we have this idea. And it's, a, it's, it's such a crisis in education that you can't learn in a trailer and you can't learn in a crowded classroom. Depends on the teacher. If the teacher is engaging and, and excites you mean the it's children. You trailer? You know, they're, they're not even going to think about being in a stinking trailer if somebody doesn't point it out to them. It's just funny how we, you know, as parents in the community, get all up or about a trailer. It's just a room. And you know what? The kids don't care, and no one cared, and we used to all learn in a single-room schoolhouse. They had trailers in the high school way back when that I went to here in town. Right, Henrico right. County High School, they had trailers for driver's ed. I don't know but what else cares? they used them for, Why is but it a probably crisis? for... For health, it was no crisis. Why the is students it now? didn't give a rip. I mean, if they had to go to trailer A or B, someone just tell me why. For class, they just went and to they went to the a trailer. And B. No one's upset. They didn't need marble floors and a Taj Mahal oh, classroom. Thank you. An eighty million dollar. They, they needed need something one. to keep rain off their head and keep it keep them but, warm but and, during the winter. But they don't need. You know, if the, if the schools were nothing but trailers, what difference <laughs> it would it make. make? You could pay the teachers so much more money. You know, it's funny you say this because I listen to these people. And Chesterfield School Board is considering a trailer p- program to get rid of trailers and to, and get them in real classrooms. Who's making all the stink about this? You know and what? Then, and then in Henrico, they got overcrowding. And they're certainly not going to bring in trailers because you can't oh my have gosh. kids. In trailers. What are the parents going to show up and go? I don't want my kids in any of those trailers. I don't want. Oh. You know, I don't care about you putting trailers out there, but don't you let my kid go in that trailer? I mean, what? Here, here's who what cares? They, here's what they did say because some of the parents did show up last night at the redistricting meeting for the. Uh, Not to complain about the trailers. Don't no, tell me they no. were there to complain the, about the it's trailers. It's the Hungry Creek Middle School. They came to show talk about how overcrowding is a problem. We need to go to these meetings. We, we do. Do we not have this? 
We don't have this. We need to tell them. Here's the thing, folks. If your kids are learning, what difference does it make? Yeah, as long as they're out of the weather and they're in a warm classroom or a cool classroom, depending on what's going on outside, what does it matter? It's, you know what? It's, it comes proof that we have snowflake parents. We have our snowflake kids parents, and we go to our kids and go, I can't have my kid in the trailer. Are kids going to come home and not be able to make complete sentences now because suddenly <laughs> they've been put in the trailer? Oh, my gosh. What happened to you? You've been taught in the trailer? Just, oh, oh I don't know. It's like you born in a barn. And now oh, it's like you're taught in the trailer? I don't know, Bubba. What's for dinner? So Chesterfield County school leaders are chipping away at this plan to reduce the number of trailers in the school division. Six-month study. They put a six-month study in the, in the A six-month study to yeah. find this out. Yeah. Six months. Many of the 319 trailers throughout the district need to be demolished since they're older than what was recommended. They're going to tear trailers down? Why? Why not sell them? Sell them to a construction company or somebody uses, I don't know, trailers. Right. That's that's in, insane. So, um, yeah. Well, so we can't sell those things. We need to squash them. Now, As I, if they were an evil bug under our <laughs> That's right. That's Besides, fantastic. it's fun to watch them flatten out, and then we have to clean up the mess and haul it away. All right, here's what uh, some Henrico parents said at the meeting last night. I don't think that after my child has registered to classes, after he's met administrators, after he's met teachers, that it is fair to uh, redistrict him at this point. Why? What does it matter there? Okay, let's not redistrict him. Just drop some trailers out back. Right. And and let's alleviate well, you know, the overcrowding idea. with nice new shiny trailers. It, Get some foam marble so the floors look shiny. I mean, know, what difference does it make? I feel bad for these for these parents who argue inside this redistricting system. The system is flawed. The idea that you have to draw borders around neighborhoods and you can only go to this school is an insane system. It really We've is. talked about this so many times on you wouldn't put up with this. You parents in Henrico, you wouldn't put up with this if it was a grocery store. If the grocery store said you can only shop at this grocery store because you live in the district, you'd go, what? But we're perfectly fine with doing it with our kids in school. The system is ridiculously warped. If a kid is not learning, if he's having trouble at school, if he's having trouble with teachers, if he's having, which that takes place, if he's having trouble with the administrators, if he's having, if he's being bullied, if he's not getting the education he needs in that school, you should have the right to put him in a school where he'll get the education because you're paying for oh, it with oh, your tax dollars. Oh, beyond that. You should have to get him there and pick him up. I mean, the buses can't run all over creation. Here's an idea. But you should be able to move your child to what's not considered, in your opinion, a failing school. Without any hassle whatsoever. What if Henrico just said, you know what? Send your kid any school you want. Get rid of all the borders. Oh, by the way, no more busing either. The buses go away. All the lines and districts go away. And you get to send your kid to any school you want, however you can get them. However, First come, first serve. When right. the school fills up, that's nobody it. else is allowed. But and you can here's what beat happened. your head against the wall and cry all you want. But here's what would happen. You would have schools in a free market system popping up everywhere. You could send your kid wherever you want. You'd have people lobbying. No, send your kid here. It's a better system. Instead, we have this going on. We have parents. I haven't felt like we've been invited to be a part, really, of the decision-making that affects our kids. Option A, what it presents to me is an opportunity for my child, who's a rising fifth grader, to go to a school that's not overcrowded. So overcrowding is a problem. You're stuck in the system. It sucks, but we'll never change it. For some reason, we don't like school choice. We don't like vouchers. We don't like the system to be open. We don't parents. like anything because we're, you know, most people 
I hate to say this, there are more negative people on this planet than there are positive people. <laughs> they are. They're just negative people. No matter what you say, nothing's going to be right for them. It seems like more left. They would probably be the ones that stood up and said, I don't think my child should be educated in a trailer. Possibly. I was taught in a trailer. It took me months to put together complete <laughs> sentences again. That's fantastic. I stopped talking. The stupidity. All right. I started talking again after a week or so, but I couldn't put together complete Your phone calls next. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Like Batman and Robin, your conservative dynamic duo. Just no costumes and utility belts normally. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. About that. You know what's funny about that is Richard used to wear his Batman outfit in here. and had utility belts and the whole thing, so... And he got you that. Know what? You know why he got that? Because he learned in a trailer. I he grew my, up in a trailer. I have my Batman underwear on. You know why? Because you never know when you're going to have to drop your drawers and fight crime. Uh. Gail in Chesterfield, you're on 820 WNTW with Lee Brothers. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You were saying that there, it's hard for you to um, figure what the downside of a trailer would be. Well, my daughter was in a trailer one year in grammar school, and there's two things. One problem raised by the kids and one problem raised by the teacher. The kids, the four or five desks near the heating air conditioning unit had a lot of trouble hearing the teacher and the rest of the class. And then the teacher's complaint was there's all these safety requirements when kids have to go to the bathroom. And they, the, the teachers in the trailers can't let the kids go, even in pairs into the main building to go to the bathroom. Why? And so why? they have to have... Why, have why to is have, that? Well, I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense. That I mean, is the... Apparently, that is the school's rule when they set up the trailers, that even two kids can't leave the trailer, walk across the parking lot, wow. the public parking lot, to go into the school. Why and is I that? Can, so, well, there's a, a phrase that there's... They could be abducted. That's worst case, right? They wow. Could, you know. So I, could, I don't know if those are trailer problems or other issues. It sounds to me like those are other issues, not necessarily a trailer issue. I mean, if they have a heater problem, we can fix the heater or move the desks or something. And the, the, well, the, the other issue is, as far as letting them go to the bathroom, I, that, that may be some... They need to look into that because that doesn't seem like a big enough issue to build an $80 million well, Taj Mahal. about a Taj Mahal outhouse? Let me, let me tell you something. The teacher added up the hours she needed to spend in that whole third grade year, and it was shocking how it ate into the teaching time because she had to do group trips to the bathroom occasionally during the day. So I'm just speaking from the viewpoint of the teacher. Right. So the teacher would thought, leave the other students unattended and take them to the restroom? No, no. She, she was required to take the whole class <laughs> That's absurd. That is that absurd. That is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. It sounds well, maybe like they, they should have well, a rule that all kids get to go to the restroom prior to going to class in the trailer. Because <laughs> exactly. honestly, the only thing that I see could be a problem for a trailer is a tornado. I mean, other than that, right? Well, and, you're talking about you're talking about grammar school kids that are in the trailer all day, not that have one class in the trailer. So you're against trailers. Obviously. No, I'm just telling you that there are two legitimate reasons, and this is for a third grader. This isn't a high school. This is a third grader. 
And so I'm just bringing up those two legitimate reasons. I don't why know. They're... I, I don't know that they're legitimate, though, Gail. Thanks for the call. They I, could I, butt I, them up against the building. Maybe. Yeah, I don't I'm, not, know. I'm not sure those are legitimate reasons. I think they're. You, you're right. They, they could be reasons, but they sh- they're easily fixed. And in, the county is saying you can't. Have, I mean, the, the uproar is you can't have trailers. You can't teach kids in trailers. Kids won't up, learn in a trailer. Right. You brought up two examples of things that could be fixed and made to work right and still use trailers. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have some kind of thing you have to adjust or 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 work around in any classroom, whether right. it's a trailer or, or, or inside the school. I mean, put the trailer up near the building if the restroom is an issue. You yeah, know? Think of the alternative. Though. The county is saying we're going to get rid of tra- trailers, and then we're going to build an $80 million Taj Mahal over here with, that still gets overcrowded. It just seems to me that the outrage is faux. It's a fake outrage that you can't learn in trailers. Now, Gail brings up a point about a couple issues. Those should be able to be worked out. I don't know that. that Absolutely. Means, that means you can't learn in a trailer. It just means you've got to work those things out. The biggest concern should be what any concern is concern pertaining to a trailer, even a trailer park, tornadoes. You get some severe weather. Right. Well, you the, the want, difference here uh, is the trailers beside the regular building. Right you in don't there. want NEM, NEM. I mean, you don't want the thing sucked right. up and carried away. Well, you wouldn't hang out in the trailer during no, a storm. You, shouldn't. you go back. You inside. shouldn't. All right, 454 1366. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. You may try all you want, but it's too hard to argue with common sense. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. 454 1366. Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend, and my brother, sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. As far as I can get sometimes. 454-1366. Kitchen.com has come up with a list of the, um, actually, it's a map of the most popular food in every state. Yeah, this one for Virginia, I don't believe is, is accurate, you know. Why don't you call us and tell us what your favorite food is? Let's do our own little yeah, survey. Yeah, we should do that. 454-1366. My favorite food is not what's on this list. No, it's not. I've, what's on this list, I've never had. And neither has anyone else in this building. <laughs> That's true. That no, so the true. favorite food of Virginia, we've all missed out because we just suck at being a human being, I guess. We have not eaten Virginia's favorite food on the list. Cor- How many people do they survey? Two? Maybe I, one? I, I don't know. According to kitchen do- thekitchen.com, here's what Virginia's favorite food is. Or, I, I'm, I'm sorry, most popular food. I don't know. if It's probably the same Most thing. popular favorite. Yeah, whatever. I think it's the same. It's a smoothie bowl. A smoothie bowl. I've never heard of a smoothie bowl. I've never I've heard of a smoothie I've had smoothies. You know, that's you know. true. I've never, ever heard of it, let alone eaten one. Yeah. I mean, what a smoothie bowl? Is it something? Do you eat the bowl? I mean. Well, do you still use a straw? You pick the bowl up and shovel it. In, I mean, do you use a fork, a spoon? What do you do? Someone explain to me what a smoothie bowl, bowl is. a paper bowl you roll it up like a taco and suck the smoothie Has out? Has anyone mean, ever had a, a smoothie, smoothie bowl? bowl? Have you ever heard of it? Have you ever had it? And is it your favorite food? And I guess if you live in Virginia, it's supposed to be 454-1366. If you've had one, call. Well, Sarah's call showing us a picture of it. Yeah, it looks and, disgusting to well, me. It looks, oh, it looks like it's a smoothie in a bowl. That's essentially now, what it is. Now, if that's icing, I would say it doesn't look disgusting. But well, if that's not icing. not icing, I don't know what it is. And it doesn't look attractive to me. Well, I guess what they're saying is stop using a cup. <laughs> I mean, what's Well, this the is point? something you make at home. You put all that garbage in a blender, grind it up, dump it in a bowl. What is the banana, like a side dish? They got a uh, banana sitting right. on the beside it. So here's, here's, here's another list, though. Here's some other things. For example, Alabama's pound cake. 
That's their most popular food. Pound cake. Carnitas. How could the favorite food of a whole state be pound cake. <laughs> Carnitas is uh, Colorado. That actually made sense to Carnitas? me. Carnitas. Carnitas. Uh, Are Delaware. you pronouncing that right? What is a carnita? Carnitas. Okay, we have to Google that too. It's a. Yeah. Uh, yes, we do. Thank you for okay. pointing that out. Thank you. Delaware is crab. You want to you want to Google crabs? You know what a crab oh, is? I thought you said crap. I was going to say. No. You're not a fan of Delaware? No, that? Delaware no, I, is. I understand crabs in Delaware. I, I get that. Yeah. 454-1366. A smoothie bowl? Come on, Virginia. No way. Uh, Delaware is a we, – we should have crabs on our list. Actually, if you could pick the most popular food for the Commonwealth of Virginia, it would be something like um, ham. Thank you. Yeah, country it ham. It would be ham. Virginia ham. It might be barbecue. It, it's not going to be a freaking smoothie. No, it'd be a Virginia barbecue or Virginia ham or even That's Virginia even peanuts. Something with Virginia in the name. Smoothie isn't in a food either. It's not even a food. It's like no, a drink. No, it's a bunch of ground up stuff that you drink. <laughs> That's not food. How about you know what Iowa is? Iowa's check mix. Potato. In it's check mix. No, Idaho is from. It's a, a hand. It's a. How check is that mix, the most popular no food? It's not even a food. Who made this list? This this is not. This now, is Miami, bogus. Richard, you should live in Miami. The f- most popular food in my, or I'm sorry, not Miami, Maine. The most popular food in Maine is a donut. I like a donut <laughs> every now and then. I will run a donut marathon if it's not more than 20 or 30 feet. The thing is, it's not my favorite food. A donut is not your favorite no. food. No. I just see you eating them all the time. Maryland. Now, guess, take a guess what Maryland's is. Maryland should be guess. crabs. Maryland crabs. It's, it's close. Scallops. I, I don't see that at all. Well, I don't see that at all. It certainly should be crabs. But it's Scallops not are edible. They're tasty. I know a lot of people that love them to death, but oh, it, it Richard, could not be an entire state's favorite food. I can't wait to tell them about that. Massachusetts is butternut squash. <laughs> butternut <laughs> squash. squash. How is that anybody's most popular food? Now, if you said butter brickle ice cream, I... <laughs> I might consider moving squash. it. But, uh, squash. Squash. That's the worst. Squash. They shouldn't call it food squash. <laughs> they shouldn't call it squash. squash. I didn't eat squash until I was <laughs> old as dirt because it's I called said, squash. Squash is it's the like worst something you step on. <laughs> squish. You, know, you want some squish? squish. What, did That's you step squash. on something? No, I don't We're want talking squash. talking about squish. That's squash. Squash should be anything you stepped on and then cooked. Michigan's is no-baked cookies. How did that become the most popular food? No Isn't that just like eating cookie like, dough? It, it, that's what it is. Some people have told me eating cookie dough could be very bad for you. Because it ex- – why is that bad for you? Hmm? Other than eggs. the obvious. Is it's it what? Eggs. Eggs. Raw eggs, eggs, raw eggs, eggs and, there is? Yeah. Well, so people thank, eat raw thank eggs. Thank goodness you're here. You ever watch the movie Rocky? People okay. eat raw eggs. He drank it. That's interesting. Da-da, da-da, give me a raw egg. Da-da, da-da, so give North, me another one. North Carolina. Banana pudding. Again, th- I, I, that's a know, dessert. It's like most popular desserts we got. That go. rocks, though. Banana pudding, you got to admit. You know what? It sounds vanilla wafers, horrible. You think squash sounds bad? Banana, banana pudding? 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 Never, you, you don't like banana pudding? I can't stand it. But not only oh I can't gosh. stand it, but listen to the words. Banana pudding? Pudding. Pudding is like a chocolate. Pudding is like a dessert. You don't put banana in pudding. It's a horrible it decision. My, couldn't it's be my it's horrible. I hate banana pudding. Hate banana couldn't pudding. be. Well, how about Oregon? Oregon's most popular food is curry. That's curry. I thought curry was a spice. It is a spice. Am I not wise in the ways of? That's a spice. It could be spice. a favorite it's... food. People don't walk around with bottles of jars of curry, <laughs> dumping it on their tongue. That's what like are you curry. doing? I'm, I'm eating my favorite my plate, food. Please. Come on. I'm eating my favorite food here. That, that's that's ridiculous. It's, Pete in the uh, West End. You're on a twenty WNTW. The answer with the Lee brothers. Good afternoon. Happy St. Patty's Day. Same to you. And uh, greetings from uh, the irredeemables. 
and the deplorables. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. What's your favorite food? Those. Uh, well, my favorite food over over the years has probably been barbecue. That's yeah, good. Yeah, Virginia barbecue. That would work. That, that would yeah. But what is Virginia? Is that the red or the white? What, is, um, what are you talking about? Red or white? Hang on. He'll know. If you're talking about Bill's. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, there's red barbecue oh, and there's oh, white barbecue. You mean the sauce. One is vinegary and one of them is oh, sweet. I like I the guess. vinegary one. Yeah. That's the white barbecue. Yeah. So, yeah. Pete, have you ever had a smoothie bowl? No, actually, I would I would have thought that was something you used to clean a toilet with, but, you know. Yeah, right. Maybe it is. Eventually. It might be. <laughs> it might be eventually. It <laughs> might find its way there, according to what you put in these things. Smoothie bowl. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks, Pete. Appreciate the call. 454-1366. 454-1366. Most popular foods by state. Virginia is the smoothie bowl. Never that's, heard of that's it. That's not true. That's not accurate. Well, of course not true. It's not. Of course. This I mean, is a ridiculous survey. It's not. How could some state's favorite food be curry? Come on. That's Oregon. Pennsylvania's that is, peach schnapps. That's an alcohol. That's a drink. That's a drink. How can that be? That's a that's okay, schnapps this, is German. This is, is completely it not? lost all credibility. There are there are a lot of Germans in Pennsylvania. South Dakota's tater tots. That could be a favorite food. No, uh, not a favorite good. food, but it's definitely tasty. <laughs> it's definitely a tasty. Stuff- I, I would say fish sticks should be on the list somewhere. How about stuffed avocado? That's Texas. Crispy fish sticks. A coconut chicken. That's Utah. Cooked just right. Vermont. The most popular food in Vermont is a beet. Now, there's another horrible, horrible yeah. food. Would you? I mean, who was the first you know, person to eat a beet? If you're going to feed beets to people, you ought to call it a beating. Right. I'm going to give you a beating tonight. You know, some of these what? foods, have you ever wonder what... The first, who the first person was to eat, like say, an oyster. And I wonder say, no, how many good, people seriously. died eating stuff that you know they right, thought, like "Hey, this lobster. could be a food." Like a you lobster, eat you got to kick it alive. And then it... <laughs> Fred just died. Oh well, don't, don't eat any of that stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about that red thing over there? It's your turn. That's a beet. Yeah, you eat yeah. that. Those are nasty. Eat it, or I'm going to give you a beating. That's terrible. Well, let's call it a beet then. Wisconsin's most popular food. I'm not making this up. Puppy chow. 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Ten minutes, that's it. Ten minutes and a Black Sharpie budget crisis solved. The Lee Brothers, problem solvers on 820 WNTW. It's Friday. Crank it up. Lee Brothers on your drive home. On this uh, Friday afternoon. See, you love that, don't you? You were cranking it in your car. I'm glad you were. All right, check us out at 820theanswer.com. Click on the picture of the Lee Brothers. takes you right to our space, and you can uh, get more information about us, our bios, who the Lee Brothers are, and where we've been, and glad you're with us. So I get a kick out of... Um, the NCAA tournament every year. You know, the brackets. Everyone's calling me, you got your bracket set? Then I realized, why, why am I so into this? Why do I love this so much? I haven't watched one minute of any college basketball game the entire year until the NCAA tournament. Then all of a sudden I want to watch them all. And I, I am- miss a single game because – you're knowledgeable. You know these teams. You know you haven't got a clue what they've done all year. Nobody does. 
This is the joke of it. I bet you if we took a survey that if you said, how many college basketball games have you watched this year on TV? I bet you most people would say maybe, maybe one. The point is the NCAA does not exist at all until March Madness. It doesn't. And by the way, I am a huge fan of sports. Why? Because it's an escape from reality. I get to go there, cheer on a team. I don't care who's a Democrat, who a liberal is. I don't care who conservatives are. I just want to watch sports and cheer for my team. Until some malcontent leftist liberal puke walks in with a T-shirt and a sports team or doesn't stand for the national anthem so and screws up my team? sports team. Who's your team? When? Where? Right now, who's your, who's your team in oh, the NCAA basketball? basketball yeah. uh, you know, it's probably got to be UVA. They're still in it, right? Yeah. Okay, so, I'll go with UVA. Yeah. They're the team with the big round orange ball, right? I'll yeah, go with yeah. them. Go with them. They yeah. bring their own ball. That's the one. All they, these I, teams bring their own ball. I've seen a guy walk around. UVA happens ball. to be orange. Yeah. There you have it. So I just get a kick out of March Madness because everyone's doing these brackets and nobody's watching these games. You know, it's incredible how popular this is, but in short, there's a huge problem. Nobody's watching the games during the year. So we know this to be the case. The ratings of the 2016, 2015-2016 regular season confirmed this so-called trend. College basketball viewership was down during the entire regular season last year. So when you look at this, you think, why, why is that? People start to think, why, why do we have this problem with nobody watching these college games or no one going to them? Well, one of the reasons nobody's going to them is because last year the highest average home game ticket for the Blue Dew Devils was $198. Are you kidding me? $198 to watch a college basketball game? That's insane. Who would spend you know, that, that kind should, of money? That should be like a, a weekend on a cruise ship. <laughs> you know, I, I, am I right or am I right? I mean, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Now, if you wanted to see last year. I wouldn't pay that if they let me play with them. I wouldn't get. It. I wouldn't pay that. Now, when last That's year during nuts. the Duke and North Carolina game, you could have bought tickets. Forget this, one thousand five hundred dollars. Now you could have bought them for that. You could have bought them for that. Wow! And so, I missed out. And here's missed the opportunity. Slap me now. <laughs> here's the thing. Or you can sit at home with a cold adult beverage of your choice, have someone make it for you in their house, bring it over to you, and you can watch it in the nice, comfortable recliner that you have. And after you drink four or five of those, you're going to think you're at the game anyway. So what, <laughs> it doesn't matter. What difference does it, it make? Matter. You know, move yeah. your chair close enough to the, the TV, TV where you think you're sitting in the stands. Right. And, and commence to plowing through some nice, so, I don't know, here's rum the deal. and pineapple juice. I will, I will do what every other person is doing in the workplace across America. I'll fill out the stupid bracket. I don't know anything about it. I don't know who's playing. All I know is, thank God, there's a bracket with names on it so they can write them in there and just follow the logical choice. Bracket. And just like anyone else, be have my bracket busted, as everyone says the next day at workplace. How's your bracket looking? I mean, is this like the weather conversation? Without the NCAA, most people wouldn't have a thing to talk about tomorrow or Monday or any other time for that matter. That's, that's, that's where we are. Everything's about sports and the weather. Because you can't talk about politics and religion. Only we can here every Friday from 3 to 6 on 820 WNTW. And, of course, your phone calls, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. 
The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Guess what that is? That's a wrap. But it's not a smoothie bowl wrap. That's just ridiculous. That's fake And there's news. no way smoothie bowl is Virginia's favorite food. food. No way. It's not possible. I wouldn't even call it a food. Well, it's not. You know, Lots puppy of bowls, chow. Edible. Puppy I mean, chow cannot be the most favorite food in Wisconsin. That was fake news. I've never had a smoothie that I that that I had to eat <laughs> with a spoon or something, right? Yeah, it's a spoon, that but that's not. That's different. All right, we noticed that the left is still freaking out over the budget. This is a budget of the deconstruction of the federal government. It's not the deconstruction, Nancy. Although, I would probably entertain that for a short second. The idea to cut the budget is not an elimination of the federal government. It's an elimination proclamation. It's it's an endorsement of making it fit inside the enumerated powers of Article 1, Section 8 in the Constitution. This is a beautiful thing. An education of the elimination proclamation <laughs> that's great in this, this great is a budget of the deconstruction of the federal government you know it's kind of fun to watch her freak out over this isn't it but well, it's fun cuts. to watch her freak out over anything because she's such an she's you know let the left freak let she's the truly left freak an airhead out. i'm sorry but she is that woman is truly an airhead one percent of the budget is being cut that's it and it's not even that. It's the same budget Obama had. It's just being spread around a little bit differently. All right, check us out, 820theanswer.com. 820theanswer.com. Three great videos there. The Tax Fail by Rachel Madcal. Ed Gillespie's Tax Plan, which is actually pretty good. You might want to check that out, 820theanswer.com. He would be a phenomenal governor. He really would. And Why I Left the Left, a great uh, video there about someone who left the progressive movement. At 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you right there. Thanks for joining us this lovely St. Patrick's Day. If you're going out partying tonight, be careful. Use Uber or somebody to carry around. Don't drive your own car. Don't drink and drive. And have a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you next Friday right here on 820 WNTW, The Answer. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States.